Amen. All right. Go ahead and take your Bibles tonight and turn to Psalms 150. I teased you a couple weeks ago about a subject I was going to be speaking on um, after our singspiration. And I mentioned I was going to cover the subject of dancing. And that might seem like you know kind of a strange thing to cover, but you know what? If it's in the Bible, it's good, you know, and we ought to study it. And then, but another reason too, I want to kind of, I want to show this. You know, there are some good lessons we can learn in here, and there's a battle going on amongst you know fundamentalism and fundamentalism today over kind of methodology and how things are done. And you know, you've got this trendy crowd, as I like to call them, and you all know how much I love trendies, and I you know regularly speak uh, speak about them. And, you know, they're always looking for some new way to do things, and they always get caught up in every new thing that comes along. And, um, you know, and a lot of the real hardcore trendies, you know, that are, I mean, really into the trendyisms, are even getting into what we would call dancing. And I don't think we should have dancing in our church. I'll just say that right from the gate. I, I don't think we should have dancing here in this church. And, you know, Mr. Trendy, you know, he'll look, you know, how can you say that? You know, it says to, you know, praise him with a timbrel and dance in the Bible. And so we're going to read Psalms chapter 150. And you know what? It does say that, doesn't it? We are going to look at dancing in the Bible. And then I'm going to show you, even though dancing's in the Bible, even though it says to praise him with a timbrel and dance, I'm going to explain why we're not going to have dancing here. Okay, and uh, I still think I am a Bible believer that I take the Bible literally, and I am balanced in my in the way I interpret things and believe, and and so I'm going to try to show you this, and I'm going to, we're going to try to look at what biblical dancing is, and I'm going to tell you right now, I think it's pretty clear when you study the Bible what biblical dancing is, and your typical pastor trendy would not want to have anything to do with biblical dancing. I'll just tell you that right now. If we were going to, if we were going to do that, and so uh, we're going to uh, take a look at this subject tonight, and have some, and uh, I thought about, boy, I thought about showing some videos. Uh, you know, I try not to do a lot with videos and stuff in church because that's what all the trendies do for one, and uh, you know, I'm the anti-trendy. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, too, you know, there, it might, I think it might have been a little inappropriate because. To watch the dances, you kind of have to have the music with it, and the music isn't stuff we would want playing in church, really. And I thought about doing it because there was some great, uh, just some pretty funny stuff that goes on there. And the other reason I didn't do it, too, is I could have easily been accused of being racist because most of these churches were, you know, uh, predominantly minority churches, and I didn't want to look like I was being that way. But (laughs) it, it, it was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. If you would like to know where these videos are, I can tell you after church, and you can go watch him, and you will laugh. I promise. So, anyway, Psalm chapter 150, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the ferment of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So right there, you all, I, I read it. 
I know it's there. It says praise Him with the timbrel and dance, doesn't it? Okay? But I'm up here saying we're not going to have dancing in the church. You know, how can you do be a Bible believer, say you're a fundamentalist, and just reject that verse in the Bible? You know, and one thing Baptists, and we've always kind of been known for this, is being against dancing. Baptists have always been known for preaching against going to dances where men and women dance together. We've always been on, and I think that's very easy to prove from scriptures that it's inappropriate. And I know the question that might come to your mind. Every, you know, you know young people, I'm telling you, I, can't, I just don't like people my age very much. You know, I appreciate Brother Smith that was here today. He's a little bit younger than me, but he doesn't act like people my age. And I appreciate that. But the, you know, the, the questions that they ask, it really shows where their heart's at and, and it also shows where their mind at and it's not in the Scriptures. And whenever you start talking about dancing and preach against, and you even say anything against dancing, you know, it's like, well, what's wrong with that? You know, going to dances. Well, the Bible does say it's good for a man not to touch a woman, all right? And, you know, people kind of have their hands all over each other dancing. Well, what if they're married, all right? And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Even if you're married, you shouldn't go to dances, all right? I'll say that right from the get go. But anyway, but, you know, these are easy to prove from scriptures, but. How can we still do this when the Bible clearly says praise Him with dance? How can we do this? And I just want to say too, you know, and a lot of these people will say, you know, you're disobeying God if you don't praise Him and dance. And I want to say, anybody that ever tells you that, you know what? Go ahead and call them a hypocrite. If people say you are disobeying the Bible because you don't praise the Lord and dance, go ahead right there and call them a hypocrite. And when they say they're not a hypocrite, just ask them, well, do you praise Him with the sound of a trumpet? Do you praise Him with the psaltery and harp? Do you praise Him with the timbrel? Do you praise Him on the loud cymbals, upon the high-sounding cymbals? You see, what the what in Psalms 150 is saying here, it's not commanding everybody to dance. It's not commanding everybody to play the trumpet. It's not commanding everybody to play each of these instruments. There's another passage in the Bible where it talks about praising Him with the instrument of ten strings. Okay? Well, I praise him usually with an instrument of six strings. So am I not now a fundamentalist? <laughs> I used to have a guitar that was a 12 string. That's closer. Alright, you know, <laughs> because that's closer to 10 strings. But what it's saying, basically, you know, whatever you have, you know, praise him with it. Whether it's your singing, whether it's with a piano, whether it's with an organ. I mean, whatever it is, you know, we ought to praise God with whatever we have. And I'm just going to say right now that um, there are some things I don't need to be praising God on because you know there's some instruments. Okay, y'all don't need me praising God on the piano. It's not going to be pleasant, not even to God. You know, you, you know there are y'all don't want me praising the Lord with a violin. That will not be pleasant. And I can tell you right now, no one wants me praising the Lord in a dance. Why? I haven't got any moves. I just I haven't got a dance that I believe would please the Lord, that would praise the Lord, uh, even if I figured out the appropriate dance steps that would be okay and in praise to God. I'm pretty sure I would stink at it. I just I don't have any dancing abilities. Okay, and if those of you in here that are not playing trumpets in church, it's not because you're not right with God. The the main thing as long as are you praising God 
You know, are you praising God with what you have? If you have singing abilities, are you praising Him with that? If you do have the ability to play a trumpet, are you praising God with that? If you have the ability in an area somewhere to praise the Lord, then you ought to do that. We ought to praise the Lord with whatever we have. It's not saying every Christian has to praise Him with each one of these things. So if somebody tells you you're disobeying the Bible because you don't dance, if they don't play the trumpet, then they're disobeying the Bible. So just remember that that's just a foolish, foolish argument. And so also we need to understand with dancing too, that I think it's very easy for anyone to see in Scriptures that there is good dancing and there's bad dancing. Okay, Exodus chapter 32, verse 19, And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh into the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing. And Moses' anger waxed hot. And he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. Okay, there is there's good dancing, and there is bad dancing. I don't think anyone can deny that there is bad dancing. I think bad dancing clearly would be dancing that is sensual, which is probably ninety percent of American dancing. And I might be being generous with that. Not probably ninety percent of our dancing is sensual. One of the reasons, too, we know the dancing they were doing here in Exodus chapter 32. Does anybody remember how the Bible says they were dressed? They were naked. Okay. Does that mean completely unclothed? But no, it means they were showing parts of their body that they were not supposed to be showing. And with 90% of the dancing that's out there today, you know, people don't wear a lot. Okay. I don't. I hope I'm not getting on anybody's favorite show right now. But Dancing with the Stars. I'm sorry. You know, there's a reason they don't wear a lot of clothes when they're doing those dances on that shows. It's because it's sensual dancing. It's bad dancing. Them them ladies getting up there and adorning themselves in modest apparel. It would look weird seeing them do those dance moves that they're doing in modest apparel. You don't do sensual stuff dressed like a lady, like a godly lady. And you know what? People that are bringing dancing into churches, one thing you will immediately see go out the window is the dress standards in that church. You know why? Because the dance is sensual. You know, it's the same thing with music. Why is it that with all this crazy music that's going on in churches today, why aren't the guys wearing suits and ties? And why don't they have their hair combed normal? Why? Because there's a certain types of music, it's just not going to work dressing like this. I don't know who the groups are that are out there today, but I mean, do you think your typical heavy metal band guy is going to come dressed out like dressed like this? No, there's something about music and clothing and dance that all go hand in hand. And the stu- the reason churches to the dresses going out the window is because the music will not work with the way these people are dressed and vice versa. They all go together and here in Exodus, there was bad dancing going on. And we know that because the music, it sounded like the noise of war in the camp. We know the people were naked. And you know there's a false god around. So obviously not all dancing is good. And I have, But I have to admit that there is good dancing that is appropriate and pleases God. Okay? And we don't get... The, when we read the Bible, we can't see any illustrations of what the good dancing was. We can't see how they danced. When Miriam and all the women went and did their dance when they crossed through the Red Sea, we can't look in the pages of the Bible and see how they were dressed and see how they, you know, 
how they moved, how they did things. We can't see that. So, you know, how do we know? How do we figure it out? You know, and I think when we study the Bible, we can see what appropriate dancing is. And I'm just going to tell you right now, Pastor Trendy would not want it in his church. You go to any church that has dancing, you show them what the Bible says, and they're not going to want to do that. It's not going to draw a crowd. People aren't going to, people aren't going to enjoy it. And so, first of all, you know, what would be appropriate dancing in the church? Well, first of all, we see that dancing should be used for praising God and not your dancing skills. Okay? What's it saying? You know, praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Well, if I'm up here, man, and I'm not going to even try to do any demonstrations tonight because I will make myself look like an idiot. But, you know, if I was to, you know, come up here and I mean really pull off some moves in praise to God, I mean, who am I, if I get up here and I do a dance for you, who am I drawing attention to? Am I pointing you to Christ or am I pointing you to me? You know, how do we point to Christ in our dancing. I mean, isn't dancing all about the dancer? Isn't that what it's all about? I mean, when, you, when you're when you watching or dancing with the stars or whatever, I mean, everybody wants to see the dancers. They want to see how they look. They want to see how they dress. They want to see how impressive their dance moves are. And everybody judges it. And people vote for how they dance and all this stuff. It's all about the dancer, isn't it? Okay? And unfortunately... It's the same thing going on in churches today. These people are not drawing attention to God. They're drawing attention to themselves. Okay? And how do you dance in a way that doesn't draw attention to yourself? And I, and I can see the puzzled looks because yeah, you all are thinking about the dancing that we know of. And there's no, there's, it doesn't do anything. It's not designed to do anything but draw attention to yourself, isn't it? But there is a way you can dance that does not focus on the dancer and that praises God. And we don't, we don't praise God by drawing attention to ourselves. And I, these are one of the videos I wanted to show, but if you go on YouTube and you type in offering dance, there's a fellow named called Brother Franklin on there, and this guy in this church, they start playing. And when it comes to offering time, the people are kind of all over dancing. And this guy, man, he goes and he's got some pretty impressive dance moves. And before he puts his money in the offering, he puts on a show. Okay, and then he puts some money in the offering. You know, you watch those videos. I'm always like, man, I wish people were that excited in offerings of my church. But at the same time, okay, he's he's clearly drawing attention to himself. I mean, thousands of people have watched this man put money in the offering on YouTube. Okay, I mean, he's clearly drawing attention to himself. And how is he doing it? He's doing it with a dance. Okay, and what does the Bible say? Praise him with the dance. Praise Him with the sound of a trumpet. But you know what? There's another way we can draw attention to ourselves even with the sound of a trumpet. And we can do that in our giving. Remember in the Bible, you know, when you give, don't do, you know, don't sound the trumpet. Okay? Don't draw attention to yourself. But that's what usually is taking place, not just in dancing, but even in singing, even in instrumentals. It's all about the musician many times, or all about the singer. And this guy that's doing these dances, I mean, it's clearly drawing attention to himself. If I, well, I was going to say, if I was there dancing, people aren't going to watch, but they actually probably would watch me because it would be funny <laughs> seeing just how bad it was. But I'm telling you, uh, that's not praising God. When we're drawing attention to ourselves, we are not praising God. And I'm just going to tell you right now, we could give all of you an opportunity to come up here and show us your praise the Lord dance. And I'm probably, I'm almost positive, whatever dances you all have out of everybody in here is probably all 
going to be, we would agree, would do nothing but draw attention to you. Because that's all we know, isn't it? That's all that's in our culture. We don't even know how to dance in a way that praises God. That is completely foreign. So, well, brother, tell me, how is that way? How'd you figure it out? Well, I'll show you in a little bit. And it was it was a couple things that I think revealed to me what proper dance was. One, just looking up the definitions of the you know the Hebrew and Greek terms that were used for dancing in the Bible, and then actually it was observing my daughter, observing Lana, how she dances, because she dances. It is very. It's very common on Sunday morning. My wife will be in here practicing the piano and stuff, and Lana, she's up here dancing. And I'm telling you, I believe her dance that she does is biblical. I really do, and I'll I'll share that with you in a little bit. But we also know that dancing it should be used for pleasing God, not pleasing our flesh. I can take almost everything I'm preaching tonight and apply it with our music too. Okay, because what is what's most music all about today? About pleasing the flesh. You know what's entertaining. What you know what pleases people. And unfortunately, people today are entertained, and their flesh is pleased by some pretty revolting stuff. Okay, this rock and roll junk that's going on. This Christian rock. I mean, it makes no sense. But unfortunately, uh, it has made it into churches. Rock music is in churches big time because it does. It pleases people's flesh. They enjoy it. And I'm telling you, our dancing, it should be something that's meant to please God. But people aren't even thinking about that. They don't ask, you know, does this please God? It's all about what pleases the flesh. With the music, with the dancing. And I'm telling you right now, you think, you know, if you're one to dance, you know, you, you can try to act like you're, you just want to dance because you want, you love God and you want to praise God. But I'm just going to tell you, I think it's because you're trying to please your flesh. And just like all these young people that say, well, what's wrong with going to a dance as long as the people are married? Okay? Well, first of all, you find me a dance that you can go to somewhere where everybody there is married. Second, you find me a dance that you can go to somewhere where there's not alcohol. Alright? Good luck, and good luck with finding a dance that has both of those things. There's probably going to be alcohol. There's going to be plenty of people that aren't married that are going to be touching each other. But secondly... Okay, I'll admit, it's okay for husbands and wives to dance, but you know it's okay for husbands and wives to make out. But you know what? Let's keep it private. Alright? Have you ever seen these people? It's like, you know, get a room. Okay? And you know what? Dancing, couple dancing is a sensual thing. And you know what? I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get graphic or anything tonight, but you know, sensual stuff is fine between a man and a wife, but behind closed doors. Okay? And so, just the very fact that you want to dance in public so bad, I mean, you know, there's there's just something wrong with you. And you know what? You, there's just some things you need to keep private. And man, hey, if we got a husband and wife in here, and man, you do got some dance moves that you know you've picked up from watching these shows and things, and you all want to do it. You know what? Go get some music, play it in your house. You know, shut your windows. You know, close your doors and have at it. All right, but you know what? Don't go doing it in public in these places where there's drinking, where there's people that aren't married that are touching each other, and don't try to bring it into the church. It has no place there. That's sensual. It's not about. That's not about pleasing God. That's about pleasing your flesh. And anyone who says that couples dancing is not sensual is a fool. 
Public schools are more and more are they're they're fin- they're quitting doing these dances because the dances that these teenagers are doing in their schools today are just as vulgar as all get out, and the, the teachers and the people that they can't control them. You know, they don't know how to control them. A lot of the schools, they try to get their parents and stuff to come to the dances because, you know, kids will usually behave a little bit better in front of their parents. But, you know, nowadays parents aren't involved in anything. They can't get the parents to come. And they don't know how to control these kids. Okay, kids that just sensual, perverted, I mean, just vulgar stuff that they're doing in these dancing. And I'm telling you, so our culture, we don't, we don't have appropriate dancing in our culture. And you know, and the dancing that we so the dancing you're all thinking about, it's the stuff that we see. And the thing the dancing that we're seeing in the world today is not good. Okay? The music that we hear, it is not designed for God praising God. It's designed for pleasing the flesh. And a godly dance move will not go with your typical music that's being played in churches today. It just it can't be done. And so, you know. Our dancing, you know, we know it's, it should be used for praising God, not your dancing skills. It should be used for pleasing God, not pleasing your flesh. And dance, uh, dancing is meant to please God, not the dancer or the spectator. Okay? And I, everybody loves to bring this up. You know, you got all these young people that are just looking for ways to just get out of obeying anything in the scripture. And have you ever heard people say, well, David danced, and David danced naked? Okay? Well, first of all, that's not true. Okay, that is not that is not what the Bible says. Go to Second Samuel chapter six. All right. Second, now I know none of y'all told me this, but you know what? I just I feel like arguing with somebody now, and I picked on Brother Lonnie last week. I ain't going to pick on him again. <laughs> but but okay, David didn't dance naked. All right, and David did dance. Okay, but look, let's look and see what the Bible actually says. Okay, you know the. People these days, and even preachers do this all the time, they just repeat everything they hear. Nobody goes and reads their Bible and checks up to make sure it's actually a fact. But 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 12, it says, And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod. Okay, So how can you dance naked when you're girded with a linen ephod? Okay? But we're going to see something a little bit, and this is why everybody says it. Now, but remember that, and then I'll show you what that means. Verse 15, So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And then uh, down in verse 20, uh, then David returned to bless his household and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. And right there is where the naked thing comes from. But I'll show you what that's talking about in a minute. And David said unto Michael, 
It was before the Lord which chose me before my father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord and I will be yet more vile than thus. I will be base in mine own sight and of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of and of them shall I be had in honor. So right here, he uncovered himself. What was she talking about? Well, the Bible before that it said he was girded with a linen ephod. And because of what was going on there, bearing the Ark of the Covenant, David, I believe, he was wearing the undergarments that the priests wore, and he had his kingly garments over them. Okay, because it said he was girded with a linen ephod. Okay, under those priest garments, if you go back, I think in Leviticus, it talks about you know the linen underclothes that they had. They wore linen breeches or pants. Okay. You know, when you start talking about pants versus skirts, well, the guys all wore skirts in the Bible. They called them robes. You know, they wore pants under them. Okay, so you want to wear a skirt? Go ahead, just put pants on under it if you're a guy. You know, but uh, you know, they they wore linen breeches, and you know, they wore it to cover their nakedness. Okay, to cover their nakedness, even while they're wearing a robe that might have went down to their ankles. God didn't want them to be able to see up the you know up the robe, so they wore breeches from the loins to the thighs, okay, to cover their nakedness. All right, so I'm not, I'm not talking so much about that, but so David, he's and that ephod it covered the chest area. David's wearing these linen clothes, but basically, probably to you know, he's dancing with all his might. I mean, he's just so excited. He's leaping, he's jumping, and wearing all those kingly clothes would have probably made it difficult. So basically, what he was doing is he was dancing in his underclothes. Okay? Now, first of all, that's not nakedness. Alright? Now, is it appropriate? Okay, the Bible doesn't say it's appropriate. But it is crude, isn't it? Okay? Alright, if you all wore underclothes, you know, you know, guys, if you're, if you're wearing a long pair of boxers and a t-shirt, okay, you're not technically naked. But nobody wants to see it, do they? And nobody wants to see you dance in it, do they? Okay. But notice David, he tells Michael, My my dance was for the Lord. Okay, but it was she despised him in her heart. Notice the spectator was not pleased with the dancing that was being ta- was taking place. And you know what most dances today, you know, their design, it's all about pleasing the spectator. Make everyone feel good. But David, man, he's just stirred up, he's excited. They got the Ark of the Covenant back, and he's just Praising the Lord, and he doesn't care who sees it. He doesn't care how he looks. What he was doing was from the heart. And you know what? Unfortunately, today, that's not how most people are doing it. They're trying to please the viewer and dancing. It's meant to please God. It's not about the spectator, or the dancer, or the spectator. And so, and and even though we see David doing this in the Bible. Does that mean that God was okay with how this went on? Does it say that God was pleased in that story? No. Because we also see David marry several women. Okay, But was God pleased with that? No, we know that God wasn't pleased with that. And people try using that all the time. Well, David did this. Well, yeah. David got in a lot of trouble too. You know, God wouldn't let David build the temple because of all the things that he had. I mean, David got in a lot of trouble with God. And so, you know, just saying somebody in the Bible did something, that is a horrible, horrible argument. Okay? And he wasn't naked, and I'm going to. And I, I really don't think we should even dance in our underclothes in church, uh, even if it covers your nakedness. 
And you know what? I'm getting sick of that too. You know, as long as the nakedness is covered, we're okay. Well, you know what? There's such a thing as being presentable too. You know, and people are just, they'll do whatever they can to wear as little clothes as possible and to look like as big a slob as possible. And I'm telling, and, you know, so we're not talking about dress tonight. But unfortunately, dress, it does play into this. I promise right now, any church that has dancing, if that church, if everyone in that church started dressing in a godly way, there wouldn't be dancing in that church anymore. I'm going to tell you that right now. If they started dressing modestly, nobody would dance in that church. If they got good, godly music in their church, dancing would be gone from that church immediately. You These things, they're package deals. They all go together. And so, because when it comes to our dancing... Okay, and like David's dance, as crude as it may have been, it was from his heart, and it was for the Lord, and I'm pretty sure David was probably doing his best. Okay, and look at Psalm chapter 33. Psalm chapter 33 says, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. Okay? We we see in the Bible too, you know, it talks about playing skillfully. We see guys like Obed Edom that was just mentioned in that last passage, that he one of the other passages about Obed Edom is he excelled on the Sheminith. He played it skillfully. And I believe that was an instrument of ten strings. He was very good at it. You know, he he practiced, he learned how to do it good. And whenever we're praising God with whatever we have, we ought to do our very best and we ought to try to get good at it. We ought to try to be as skillfully as we can. And you know, most dances today, okay, they're not even... If you went to your public school when they're having their dances, most of those dances they're doing aren't even impressive. It doesn't even take a lot of skill. They just go out there and go nuts. And that type of dancing is mentioned in the Bible. We'll look at some definitions a little bit, but that's the kind of dancing animals do. There is... The Bible talks about animals dancing. And it's animal dancing that they're doing in a lot of these places. But it, you know, it's not even skillful. There's, there's nothing about it. And you know, dancing, it should ultimately, it should be pure in the eyes of God. And this is where it really comes down to. I would be all for dancing in our church if we could have pure dancing. And when you see what pure dancing is and how I get it, it's, it's almost impossible for us to have pure dancing in America. It really is. It's almost impossible. Anything's possible, but it's almost impossible. See, dancing, it shouldn't just be a free-for-all. And that's what it is. And most churches that fall, you know, like, all right, folks, let's stand up, you know, start clapping and let, you know, they get the music going. Everybody just starts dancing and it's a free-for-all. I do not believe that that's what, that's what is supposed to be done, that that's what God was looking at. First uh, Corinthians 14.40, let all things be done decently and in order. And when we look at the definitions of dancing in the Bible, it's clearly it wasn't a free for all. It was something that was orderly. And as I did, as I read these definitions, it did it popped in my mind exactly what the Bible's talking about. I've seen these dance moves. I've seen them from Lana. I have watched Lana in many ways do what it's talking about. So one of the definitions it means a twist or a whirl in a circular or spiral manner. Okay? Something that's done in circles. You know, spinning. 
And, and if you watch her, that's what she kind of does. You know, she she spins around. You know, runs in circles. I mean, there there's a lot. You know, there is a lot of twirling and circular motion. It's not a bunch of hip wiggling. Okay. Now I have seen Lana, if when she hears certain music, and I've seen the hips start wiggling. You know why? Because said there is certain music that makes the flesh want to do certain things. But in the Bible, we see that the type of dancing it's talking about you know circular motion dancing. Another definition we see you know, it means to move in a circle or to march in a sacred procession. Okay, you know to observe a festival by implication to be giddy, celebrate, dance. Uh, you know, to reel to and fro. A lot of times with these definitions, it appears that it's like a group. A group maybe dancing in a circle. Okay, It's something they're all kind of doing together. It's something that's all being done in an orderly way, in a circular motion. It's not just a free-for-all. Everybody's doing their own thing. You know, Another one, you know, to whirl. Uh, another one, it means dancing like in a company of dance. Uh, you know, to, to spin, to twirl. There's another one too. There's a couple uh, references to dancing in the Bible. Like in Job 21.11, it says, "...then send forth their little ones like a flock." And their children dance. There's a few verses that talks about the Seder, you know, that dances. I think it's in Isaiah or Jeremiah. And basically, it just means to uh, to spring about wildly for joy. Okay, you know, and you might, you've, I've seen that with animals before. Where there, when we lived out in the farm, we had cows. And sometimes you just see these cows; they just start prancing around, and it almost looks like they're dancing a little bit. And uh, we see that a few times in the Bible. It's a different de- definition, and it's usually animals that are doing that. And what's most dancing that goes on today is just people just kind of going wild and going crazy. And uh, that's, that's animal dancing right there. I don't think that's what we need in church. Uh, but another definition, it just says a row or a ring. Okay? And many times, too, most of the time in the Bible when you see dancing, a lot of times it refer, it's talking about maidens dancing. Young women, virgins specifically. In Judges twenty one twenty one, if you go back then, I believe it was the tribe. Uh, it was the tribe of Benjamin. Everybody got mad at them, and they decided they were not going to give the tribe of Benjamin any of their daughters to wives. And so these guys wanted some wives. And in Judges twenty one twenty one, it says, "And see and behold, if the daughters of Shiloh come out to dance and dances, then come ye out of the vineyards." And catch you every man his wife or daughter of Shiloh to go into the land of Benjamin. In verse 23, and the children of Benjamin did so and took them wives according to their number of them that danced, whom they caught, and they went and returned into their inheritance and repaired the cities and dwelt in them. Okay, so these are obviously maidens, these are virgins that they are going after. Jeremiah 31 13, then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together, for I will turn their mourning into joy and will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. So notice here, it was the virgin rejoicing in the dance. Why? And many of the definitions, when you read the definitions, it refers to it as being a feminine word. Okay, And I know there, were, there was male dancing too in the Bible, but why was it usually young maidens or virgins? And I believe because dancing was supposed to be something that was a very sacred and pure thing. There was never to be anything sensual in any way. And the best way to keep a dance sacred and sensual would be to have those who are the most pure doing the dance. 
And who would that have been back then? It would have been the young maidens. Okay? You know, the virgins, those who had, uh, you know, who were just, there's, you know, there's just something, and I'm going to be getting a little politically incorrect here, okay? But this is just true. There is just something about purity in a young lady. A one who is pure in body and pure in mind. That used to be a very well respected thing. It used to be a lovely thing. Now it's something that's mocked. I mean, a girl, she's in high school and she's, you know, hasn't lost her purity. I mean, people make fun of her. But you know what? It used to be a very special thing. It used to be something that it was a common thing. But unfortunately today, dancing in church would be very hard to keep pure because our children are losing their innocence at such a young age. Okay? And you'll say, you look at Lana's dancing that she does as she twirls, as she goes in a circular motion, like we see in the definitions in the Bible, it's easy for her to do it because she's still got a completely pure mind, doesn't she? She's not seen all the other dancing. She hasn't. She doesn't even know of anything sensual yet. But unfortunately, kids are losing that at very young ages. They're watching all the junk on television. They they lose their purity of mind at very young ages anymore because of all the television, because of all the filth. When they see, you know, kids just naturally imitate everything, don't they? And by the time they're five years old anymore, about the only dancing they've ever seen is sensual dancing. But when they're when they're young like that, they've not their minds haven't been corrupted yet. And you are seeing dancing in the purest form when you see it from just a little child. You play the right kind of music, and I believe the type of dancing you will just see a little child naturally do is the most pure dancing that there can be. I believe it's I believe that's the type of dancing that praises God. I believe that's the type of dancing that honors God, but I'm telling you, even young girls these days, they've they've already been they've already been tainted mentally. If they hear music, if you tell them to dance, they're gonna start boogieing. You know, they're gonna start, you know, doing whatever the dance is that everyone's doing these days. Our children are losing their innocence at young ages. Our culture is just full of central Sensual, perverted dancing, and that's pretty much all we know. That's why you know I'm talking about you know a godly dance that honors God. We can't even fathom that because the only dances we know are sensual, perverted dances, isn't it? I mean, I'll admit it. I don't even dance, but that's all I know. If I was to get up here and try to bust a move right now, it's going to be something I've seen them you know doing out in the world or on television. I don't know. Okay, and uh, said so my mind's. Corrupted by that by that kind of thing. I don't even know what good pure dancing is. And if we were, I guarantee you, if we were to take Miriam and her crew, if we could go back in time and transform and say, "Hey, we all do that dance that you did through the Red Sea," and we all started mimicking that in churches, people would make fun of us like you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't be able to get any girls in the church to come up and do that. They'd be too embarrassed. Because you know what that you know that's not trendy. That's not what you know. That's not what everybody's doing. That just looks weird. That's foreign, and people aren't. They're not going to want to do it. That's they'd probably say that's childish. They would say a lot of the things they're saying about our music today. Those who still use the old hymns, it would be mocked by those oh, hymns my grandma used. You know that type of dancing. You know that's the type. You know. I, not even their grandma did that. So we lost dancing a long time ago. It, it went downhill real fast. But it's not going to work. 
Most music in the church today, it appeals to the flesh, so a pure dancing just wouldn't go with it. It wouldn't work. I promise you, if we transported our music to any dancing church, people aren't going to dance there. And if we transported their music to here, it's only be a matter of time and we would be dancing. Yeah, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be godly dancing. And the worldly music, pure dancing wouldn't go with it. Most apparel that people wear in church today, it would be impossible to dance in an unsensual way. Okay? Well, as long as you're covered, well, unfortunately, people are covering up today, but their clothes are so stinking tight that you know, they leave nothing to the imagination. They're, I mean, most young ladies these days, the way they're dressing, even in church, they couldn't, they can't, there's no way they could do a dance that wouldn't be sensual because they're dressed in a sensual way. And you're not going to get people in most of these dancing churches, you're not going to get their young ladies to dress in a modest way. And if they were dressed in a modest way, they would be too embarrassed to get up and dance. Because it shows where their mind is. Their mind, it's not, this isn't godly stuff. This is, the dancing that is going on in church today is not praising God in any way. It's, it's not even close. So, I guess in conclusion, when you figure out a way to dance that praises God and pleases Him, that's able to keep all things worldly and sensual out of it, come give us a demonstration. And we'll see if we can work it into the service. But uh, you know, but don't ever let anybody tell you you're not right with God if you're not dancing in church. Unless those people are praising God with trumpets, harps, you know, instruments of ten strings, psalteries, timbrels, etc., then you know they're just being inconsistent. And I promise you, if we follow these Bible principles for praising God and dancing. Pastor Trendy's going to want to have nothing to do with it. And don't let these people fool you into thinking they're being obedient to God and they're praising God. They're not. They're trying to please the flesh. And so we are not doing anything wrong by not dancing. Dancing has gotten out of control in our culture. And you know what? Whether we like it or not, we a lot of our culture has rubbed off on us, hasn't it? Okay, I'm a southern boy at heart. But I talk like a northerner. I can't help it. Okay, I enjoy talking with Brother Smith today. Man, he's southern. I mean, he's as southern as all get out. I'm not like that. Why? I've been around Yankees my whole life, and so I talk like a Yankee. You know what? I even act like a Yankee. You know, he was talking today about you know how much you know more laid back southern people are and how slow they move. You know, I'm always in a hurry. I'm always go 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 go. Why am I like that? Because thinking northerners rub off on me. You know, you, you know, I. This culture—that's how we—that's how it is up here, and it's rubbed off on me. Even though I know that the southern way is the right way, even though I know the southern talk is the right talk, I don't do it. You know why? Because y'all rubbed off on me. <laughs> and whether we want to admit it or not, the world has rubbed off on us, and there is no—there is almost no way. You might think differently, but there is almost no way that you could bring. We, that we could bring dancing into the church without bringing some more of the world into our church. And so, here's what, here's what we'll do. If you really insist that we need to have dancing, 
in church because the Bible says praise Him with a timbrel and dance. First, let's make sure every service we're praising with the sound of the trumpet. We're praising with a psaltery and harp. We're praising with a timbrel. We're praising with an instrument of ten strings. We're going to, we got to praise Him with all those things. Okay? And after we get all those things in here, then, you know, but you all know that's ridiculous. We don't have to have trumpets, do we? But whatever we do have, we need to praise God with it, don't we? We do need to praise the Lord. And you know what? If your talent singing, praise Him with the singing. If your talent is playing an accordion, play an accordion. Whatever it is, if it's a harmonica, if it's a washboard, you know, praise Him. Praise Him with those things. That's what the Bible was trying to tell us. And back then, dancing was a very common thing that they did. They, they weren't, those people weren't watching Dancing with the Stars. Those people weren't hanging around Americans and all these heathens and learning their dance moves like we are in America today. So they were capable of it. I don't believe that we are. And will it ever make a comeback? Oh, we, we might figure it out, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not working on it. I haven't practiced anything. I haven't practiced anything. I'd rather praise them with the trumpet. I need to get better at that. I'd rather pray. I'd rather go buy a psaltery. I saw a psaltery the other day. I, I'll, I'll go praise them with that first. And once I get all those things covered, I might start trying to figure out some dance moves that would be appropriate. <laughs> but it's not, it's not looking like that's happening anytime soon. So with that,